I'm not afraid. Are you? The Watchman Speaks discusses biblical solutions to modern-day dilemmas. I'll tell you the truth, even if it's not what you want to hear. I am the old watchman, Ezekiel. I pray you listen. Welcome to The Watchman Speaks. I'm your host, Lonnie Richardson. It's that time again. What time is it? It's time for another month to come to an end and a new month to begin. At sunset, July 18th, 2023, the month of Av, or Ab as it's pronounced, will begin. It is the fifth month of God's calendar that he established his time beginning in Exodus chapter 12. But let's review quickly what I've already covered concerning the months of God's calendar thus far this year. The first month of Nisan, or Aviv, is the Lord's Passover. Israel was brought out of Egypt. Jesus died on the cross as the Passover Lamb of God on the exact same date, on a full moon. Sound the trumpet. The Passover is a time to celebrate as we reconfirm our covenant relationship with Jesus Christ. I might add that Jesus is in covenant relationship with us. That's only half the covenant. The other half is that we should be in covenant relationship with Jesus. There's a difference. That's in the first month. The second month of ER is a month in which God established three of his covenant names. Yahweh Rapha, God is my healer. In Exodus 15, Yahweh Yira, God who provides in Exodus chapter 16. In Exodus chapter 17, God is Yahweh Nisi. God is the banner of my victory. Being reconfirmed, rededicated, reassured in our righteous stance with Christ, we can settle securely into our position. God is our healer, our provider, and our victory. We need to do that, for it prepares us for a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit to come. In the third month, Sivan, Sivan, we have been prepared for a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost. Who doesn't want or who doesn't need that? It is a time of standing firm in the power and authority of Holy Spirit. Certainly this along with the preparations that we have made in Nissan, E.R., Sewan, prepares us for the attacks that are coming within the season of the next few months. In the fourth month of Tammuz, is when the attack and manifestation of the enemy begin to come forth with reckless abandon. A portion of Tammuz falls within the month of June, Gay Pride Month. It is a time when the spirits behind the gods known as Baal, Ashtoreth, or Ishtar, Molech, Tammuz erupt. Stop and think about all the pushback many companies are getting for supporting and promoting Gay Pride Month. All this is directly linked to the attacks of the enemy during the month of Tammuz. If you will recall, or even if you don't recall, the month of Tammuz is a time which worship and praise must be elevated to maintain your faith, strengthen your faith, in the face of the attack. Which brings us to the fifth month of Ab. Do not allow yourself to become complacent during this month. If you thought the attack was vicious during Tammuz, you can look for the attack to become even more so this month. 
Pride went forth in the spiritual attacks during Tammuz. Av is the month of destruction, brought about by pride, arrogance, and disobedience in Tammuz. And that's right. The month of Av has been historically the saddest month in the biblical texts. Why do I say that? Well, consider these things. In Numbers 33, verse 38, Aaron, the priest and brother of Moses, dies in the 40th year after the exodus from Egypt on the first day of the fifth month. It was on the ninth day of Av that the spies Moses sent into the promised land brought back a bad report, save for Caleb and Joshua. It was on the ninth day of Av in 587 B.C. that Babylon destroyed Solomon's temple. It was on the ninth day of Av in 70 A.D. that Rome destroyed the second temple. I guess it shows how much God's concerned with the building. It was on the ninth day of Av in 1095 the first crusade was launched which brought about the slaughter of thousands of Jews. On the ninth day of Av in 1290, the Jews were expelled from England. On the ninth day of Av, 1492, Jews were expelled from Spain. It was on the ninth day of Av that Jews were deported from the Warsaw Ghetto to the death camps, particularly to Auschwitz. In Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 3, Jeremiah is called as a prophet for God to prophesy of coming destruction. Hence, Jeremiah is known as the weeping prophet. In Jeremiah chapter 28, Hananiah releases a false prophecy that Judah would return to Jerusalem in two years. Such was not the case. In Ezekiel chapter 20, verse 1, the fifth month of the seventh year, the elders approached Ezekiel to inquire of the Lord for them, and God would not listen. In Ezekiel chapter 20, God gives reasons for his wrath, idol worship, sexual immorality, disobedience. In Zechariah chapter 7 verse 3, we find something to the effect, Shall I weep in the fifth month? And God answered, When you fasted and mourned in the fifth and seventh months, was it for me you fasted? Again, God recounts the hideous acts that brought forth his judgment. Av has become known as the month of unbelief, disobedience. It is a month of destruction, judgment, and death. But it need not be so. We can learn from and benefit from 2020 hindsight. Hebrews chapter 4 verses 1 and 2 tell the story. It reads, Therefore, let us fear if, while a promise remains of entering his rest, any one of you may seem to come short of it. So if we come short of God's rest, there is reason to fear. And it continues. For indeed, we have had good news preached to us, just as they also. But the word they heard did not profit them, because it was not united by a faith in those who heard. For we who have believed enter that rest, just as he said. As I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest. Although the month of Av has traditionally and historically been a month of curse, God would still prefer it be a month of blessing celebrating his goodness. But that's not what Israel did. They turned away from entering into the promised land or God's rest on an 80% negative report by the spies. They were in unbelief. 
They did not have the faith. So they did laps around the desert until they died. But it doesn't have to be that way now. We can choose to be cursed in unbelief and disobedience. Or we can choose to be obedient and blessed, breaking the curse. We can believe God's promise and enter into God's rest. That is what we've been preparing to do during the months of Nisan, Iyar, and Sevan. To withstand the attacks of Tammuz and overcome the historical curse of Av so that we can enter into God's rest. Now having said all that, consider the book of Amos who prophesied the destruction of Jerusalem among other cities which occurred on the ninth day of Av. In chapter 3, verse 8, Amos writes, A lion has roared. Who will not fear? The Lord God has spoken, but who can prophesy? An interesting note here is that the constellation associated with the month of Av is Leo, a lion. I wonder if that's merely coincidence. The letter associated with the month of Av is the letter Tet, which in Hebrew is indicative of the womb. There are things being conceived this month. The key word during this month is discernment. Be keenly aware of who you are partnered with or with whom you are in alliance with. Without discernment, you may conceive something that you would rather not see birthed. Remember this. When a woman becomes pregnant, she can conceal her pregnancy, but for a short time. But in time, that which is conceived will become obvious. Be certain that you have no part in the conception or birthing of something that God did not ordain or something that is evil. It could lead to your destruction. Now I'm going to divert and show you how some of these things today are following in the path of ancient times when Israel was disobedient and rebellious. In those days, God showed Ezekiel the abominations that were occurring, not just within the general population, but within the temple. There was a cultic pole of the spirit of jealousy, which is Ashtoreth or Ishtar. There was worship of graven and carved images on the walls within the temple. There were women weeping for Tammuz, mourning with Ashtoreth for Tammuz's resurrection. There were men with their backs to the temple, prostrating themselves, worshiping the sun or Baal. You can read about those things in Ezekiel chapter 8. I covered those things last month. But the month of Av was a month of crushing judgment and destruction. Israel could have avoided the catastrophe of simply turning back to God, but they didn't. Israel had developed a stiff neck and hardened their hearts. They were a pride-filled people. They were going to do, and they did do, what they wanted to do, and it cost them. Now I look across this land and I see all these things happening again. Now some of you are going to start screaming replacement theology. Well, you just go ahead and scream long and loud. I will not be silenced. It is not replacement theology so much as it is simply a repeating pattern within God's time, within his seasons. But we need not repeat the pattern. We can make the choices to avoid the repetition of Israel's demise. Or can we? Let's look at some things that are going on at this time in our country. President Biden dressed up the White House and the White House lawn in gay pride colors and threw a party celebrating and promoting the LGBTQ agenda. He did that. 
with our tax dollars. He regaled the LGBTQ community within the hallways of a major national landmark that was once a symbol of God-fearing nation. He has voiced his concern over the Supreme Court's decision to overturn Roe v. Wade and has vowed to restore this abomination throughout the land. He has allowed our borders to be breached with illegal aliens bringing in tons of fentanyl that is killing our fellow Americans. Inflation has increased to the point that a working American can hardly afford the gas to go to work and earn enough to keep roof over his head and to feed his family. Yet President Biden has boasted that he has created 13 million new jobs, supposedly jobs that did not exist prior to COVID-19 pandemic. I'd like to know where those jobs are and what those jobs are and who is working those jobs. Perhaps those jobs are being worked by the illegal aliens that have breached our borders. I doubt it. What I do know is that around my part of the country, there are help-wanted signs everywhere in an attempt to fill old jobs that still have not been filled since shutdown policies during the COVID pandemic. And it would seem to me that if 13 million new jobs have been credited or created, then inflation would have decreased drastically by now. I just don't see it happening, and I don't feel it in my wallet. Instead, President Biden wants to pass broad-sweeping gun control laws to disarm the American public. Why not? It worked for Hitler. He wants every American driving an electric car even though the current power grid cannot withstand the demands currently experienced by America's households. We have all these very real problems going on right here in America, and Vice President Kamala Harris is more concerned with giving every American free high-speed Internet services and free child care. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not here to engage in a political rant. But do you know what all those things that I have mentioned have done to the American people? It has divided them. Never since the Civil War has America been more divided. And it would seem that resurrecting those demons of the ancient past have been attempted by the current society with all this talk about racism, gay rights, women's rights, and so on. Americans today don't know what true racism is. But all these things that I've mentioned has American citizens concerned and worried. Many people are afraid. It has diverted people's attention, distracting them from very real issues and very real, viable solutions. All these things that I've mentioned are either the worship or celebration of idols or redirection of hope and faith. People are choosing sides between political parties and political leaders. People have taken their eyes off God and pushed God into the background noise that permeates the landscape. The month of Av is particularly, biblically, historically, a time when Israel had turned their back on God. The first time was they were taken into captivity for 70 years. Isaiah knew, Jeremiah knew, Ezekiel knew. They tried to warn the people and no one would listen. The second time, God scattered the Jews and destroyed the nation of Israel for 1,878 years. Oh, God is good at waiting until he can get people's attention. When people are distracted and take their eyes off God, who is omniscient, all-powerful, ever-present, they sink into a quagmire of hopelessness. 
You know what? The Apostle Peter did the same thing. When Peter got out of the boat, as long as his eyes were on Christ, he walked on water. But when he took his eyes off Christ and saw the winds and the rough seas around him, he began to sink. At least Peter had the presence of mind to cry out to Jesus to save him. And Jesus did save him. But remember what Jesus told Peter in Matthew 14, verse 31. It reads, Immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and took hold of him and said to him, You of little faith, why did you doubt? Now let me look at that again. It says immediately, not tomorrow, not next week, next month, next year. Immediately, Jesus stretched out his hand, took hold of him and said, You of little faith, why did you doubt? Well, there are a lot of doubts circulating in America because America has turned her back on God, taken her eyes off Jesus and neglected Holy Spirit. America is placing her faith in political parties and representatives of political parties. Why? Because America has become a me-first society. Most people are only concerned about what they think is best for them or what they want instead of what is best for the whole. Now, what some would say, that sounds a lot like communism, but it's not. It can be twisted into communism, and it has been but I fall into the camp that God's will is what is best for the whole, not man's will. The point that I'm attempting to make is this. The fifth month, the month of Av, has traditionally, historically, and biblically been a month when pride and disobedience to God has brought about great destruction. The fourth month of Tammuz in Jew, Gay Pride Month, Pride comes before destruction. You ever read that? But I would remind you that it doesn't matter the source of the pride. Pride comes before destruction. Whether it's gay pride or American pride, pride comes before destruction. The fourth month of Tammuz was a month of pride. Destruction came in the fifth month of Av. Question, can destruction or judgment be averted if we humble ourselves before God in joyful obedience? I believe so. What does that look like? Well, I'll tell you. First, we need to realize who the higher authority is. It is not the president, the senate, the house of representatives, governor, or mayor. God is the high authority, and the rest should be taking their cues from him. I'm not seeing that from either side of the political aisle. Second, we need to learn how to honor the Sabbath. Ignoring the Sabbath was merely the beginning of Israel's troubles with God. The Sabbath was ignored. It leads to apathy, disobedience, and worship of idols. Those idols can be manifested in many different ways. The pursuit of money, viewing sports or participation in sports, hunting, fishing, golf, motorcycling, boating, and the list goes on and on. I'm not saying that any of those things are bad in themselves, per se. However, when those things take precedence over everything else, including the Sabbath, then those things are idols. Thirdly, it probably wouldn't hurt to develop an honest, intimate walk with God. That means genuine worship and praise in spirit and truth. 
That means spending time in prayer, and I'm not talking about asking God for what you want or what you think you need. God already knows our needs. I'm talking about interceding for others ahead of yourself. It means spending time with God in prayer and reading and study of his word. When we take a spouse or we have a good friendship with someone, we generally enjoy spending genuine, heartfelt time with that person. We enjoy spending time with our children and grandchildren. It's the same thing with God. We should want to spend time with him. And let me address that for just a moment. What is a covenant? A covenant is an agreement or a promise between two parties. God has made covenants with people and for his name's sake has kept those promises to people whether they kept their end of the covenant or not. He'll do that for a time. Question. Why will Christians not keep their end of the bargain on the promise or the covenant with God? Remember, a covenant is an agreement between two parties. And the covenant really says, if you do this, then I'll do that. Fine. I'll do that if you, you'll do this. That's an agreement. It's a covenant that supersedes a contract. Here's the problem. God has always kept his part of the covenant. So then, why do Christians have such a hard time keeping theirs? It boils down, rendered into its simplest form, to pride, arrogance, disobedience. It boils down to self-centeredness, sexual immorality, and skewed sense of grace completely disassociated with mercy. It boils down to one thinking, I don't have to keep my part of the covenant, but God has to keep his. Does he? Have you read Hebrews chapter 12 in regard to the Lord's discipline? If you have not reaffirmed your side of the covenant, during Passover the first month, if you have not rooted yourself in the covenant names Yahweh Rapha, Yahweh Yireh, Yahweh Nisi in the second month, if you have not stood in power of the Holy Spirit in the third month, if you have not raised your worship and praise in the fourth month, can you tell me why you have not done so? I can guess. Either you don't know to, or you are afraid to, or you are too proud to do so. That being the case, beware of the destruction that may be waiting for you just around the corner. Turn back to God with your whole heart. No one knows when or how their end will come. It's not if the judgment will come, if you have been too proud to call upon God. It's a matter of when that discipline will come. I am the old watchman, Ezekiel. Now you know. Consider yourselves warned. Well, that's all for now. I thank you for your time and participation. Our time together is precious to me. Please, come and visit me at theoldwatchman.com for show notes, articles, video content, book reviews, Bible study material reviews, and Bible study methods. It's my hope and prayer that you get to know me through this podcast. Through the website at theoldwatchman.com, I can get to know you. If you like the content, consider following The Old Watchman on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. See you next time. May nothing in your life be missing. 
nothing in your life be broken. Shalom.